Well, welcome back to Driving Theology. It is another, another, another. Uh, it's another rainy Wednesday morning here in uh, good old Japan. And I'm Mike, and I'll be uh, talking to you for the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, and kind of what I want to talk about today, I'm not sure I'll be able to release this, but just see how it comes out. Um, blocks. Uh, things that things that uh, block you or obstacles, uh, things that tend to block you from spiritual uh, knowledge or spiritual sense or uh, or or being spiritual, let's say. Um, things that uh, things that keep you from, uh, let's say. Uh, having spiritual vision or uh, things that keep your faith in check for example uh, what are the things that get in the way in other words uh, get in the way of your relationship with, with Jesus what are the things that that will um, keep you from living by the divine life of Christ and actually pull you back into trying to live by your own efforts uh, and, uh, and power and knowledge and all of that stuff uh, to where you rely on yourself as opposed to relying on Jesus. What are the things that, that do that? Well, before I get to the specific things, I want to talk about how I've experienced the nature of that. And I'll admit right now that I'm in kind of one of those funks right now. Sorry, I got a phone call from my business partner in the middle of that. So, uh, as far as the nature of these funks are, it, it's sort of like, it's not like a switch. It's not like a switch that um, suddenly goes off. It's more like a dimmer switch on a light, right? So let's say... A, a nice, bright, comfortably bright light is uh, represents um, uh, being in a good spiritual state, right? Uh, you're attuned to spiritual things. You're constantly thinking about spiritual things. Um, and then a dark room represents... Uh, where you're not living by the divine life of Christ at all, where uh, definitely the things of the world are pressing in on you and, and you're concerned and you're worried and you're fearful uh, and maybe angry uh, and definitely not uh, following the lifestyle of Jesus, for example. Um, so... Some people think that if I do one one thing wrong, or if I if I if I sin, or uh, if I start worrying about the cares of this world, that it's like a light switch that suddenly flip. Uh, I'm no no longer living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's a better way to say it: living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but my my experience actually is that what happens is the light just gets a little dimmer over time, and. Uh, you don't notice it. You don't realize it, right? You don't know that you're on a path toward darkness. And 
you don't notice the changes, the minute changes in the light. Okay? And so as you go on your life indulging in these other fears and worries and cares, uh, while uh, having less time for uh, the things of Jesus, uh, your life gradually, over time, gets dimmer and dimmer, but you don't notice the changes, and so you don't realize what's happening until one day you wake up and you can't see. And you're like, how did this happen? How did I get here? You know, what are the things that put me on the path toward uh, caring less about uh, Jesus and more about myself, right? That's maybe a, an over, overly simplistic way to look at it, but uh, I, th I think that's, that's how it seems to work with me. Um, and I think the older I get, the better I am at detecting the changes in light, I suppose. Uh, or I should be. I hope I will be even better at it. Um, and so that, that seems to be how it works with me, you know. And I, and I see it by, mostly by my level of stress, I think. I think, I think a life living by the, the divine life of Christ and, and seeing by his light um, certainly is a happier, less stressful, more faithful, less fearful way to live. Um, now, that's not why I do it, I hope. Uh, but certainly those are the fruits, um, the fruits of the Spirit, as Paul talks about, right? Uh, patience, kindness, self-control, etc., uh, etc. Et so, uh, when those things are are leaving your life, they kind of leave one by one, very quietly, out the back door, <laughs> until uh, one day you realize that you're standing there, um, and the emperor has no clothes, so to speak. Uh, so. This seems to be the nature of the path from uh, living by the power of the Holy Spirit to trying to, to subsist on your own strength. Um, that seems to be how it works with me. Um, I'd love to hear how you guys think it works out with you. Um, <clears throat> but this ebb and flow has been going on with me for, you know, 30... I guess ever since I was born, really, if you think about it, but uh, I think I've been acutely aware of it since I was acutely aware of my guilt um, of sin, and there are things that, you know, that as a child that I did to alleviate that guilt um, that, you know, today I, I no longer do, um, but that seems to be the nature of the beast, you know, uh, one day... Uh, you're in a bright room and one day you're in a dark room but you never saw it go dark and never noticed it go dark um, and, and so I've been reading this new book by Frank Viola called The Insurgents and I don't remember the subtitle exactly but basically it's reclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of heaven or, or the kingdom of God reclaiming the gospel of the kingdom is basically what he's um, after in this book, but one of the things he does talk about uh, is this subject, uh, the subject of sin, 
uh, and uh, different kinds of sins. For example, the uh, I'm going to get this wrong probably, but the 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 lust of the flesh, pride of life, and something else. He talks about three specific kinds of sins, uh, and he he reckons that most people, uh, most quote-unquote good Christians fight off two of those while indulging in one of them. Uh, so now I'm going to have to figure out what it was. The, 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 I think it was the sin of the eyes, the sin of the flesh, and the pride of life. I think that's how it... Uh, I'm probably mixing different translations and, and different things like that, but that's the gist of it. Uh, and the, the sin of the eyes would be something like covetousness, right? Coveting, uh, jealousy, uh, wanting what your neighbor has um, would probably come into greed uh, as well as selfishness um, and uh, the other one I was thinking of um, materialism, right? The pride of the eyes wanting what you see Okay, wanting, wanting stuff, uh, covetousness, uh, <clears throat> and so that that's one of them. The other one, of course, uh, was the pride of life, um, which I'm gonna have to remember exactly what that entails. I I may have to come back to that. Um, well, let me go to the, the other one. Uh, the, the sins of the flesh, right? And basically, this comes across as sexual sin or sins of indulging your body. Uh, it could be, uh, I suppose, appetites, different appetites for this or that. Uh, I've known people to have uh, over... What's the word I'm looking for? Unhealthily large appetites for... Uh, food or alcohol or sex, drugs, uh, even even exercise, um, um, thrills, right? Uh, thrill seekers, people who who have an ap appetite to indulge themselves uh, to experience, right? Uh, the sensual sensual um, sins, I suppose. And so, <clears throat> what what Frank reckons is that many of us have the ability to to keep two of these in check. But the way we do that is by indulging in a third. So there are lots of people who uh, keep their um, their sins of the flesh in check by uh, seeking after money, right? Uh, or and I really need to look into what the pride of life entailed. Um, I may have to do a little recording on the way home after I've studied a little bit more. <clears throat> probably just has to do with pride is my guess um, being proud of this or 
being born of a certain race or even being a certain sex, uh, being proud of our accomplishments. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I have to look deeply. This is definitely going to be a surface treatment of this material. Um, uh, but he says these are the things, these three types of sin, sins that uh, are out, outlined. I don't remember where now. I'm sure it's either by James, Peter, or Paul. Probably not John, but anyway. Uh, he says that these are the three categories of sin that keep us from living fully by the divine life of Christ or by the power of the Holy Spirit. Or, uh, that keep us from thinking and seeing and feeling spiritually right uh, and and this makes a lot of sense to me right this this speaks to me very well um, and I can I can trace back I, I feel like I'm in a darker room than I was even just a few months ago right now and I can start to trace back by by looking at my life in the in the by the lens of these three sins and figuring out where uh, and how I've been indulging those and how my concerns and thoughts have been that direction uh, as opposed to um, thinking on the things of Christ, for example. Uh, so yeah, we've got those three categories of sin. Um, and probably all of us spend some time in one of the camps, and let's be honest, there are people that that, that buy their time equally between the three in, in unhealthy uh, portions, <laughs> uh, who, who are caught in all three of them in equal measure, uh, and indulge in all three of them. Um, and I think these are people who are fully in the world who don't know Christ at all. <clears throat> um, now some of these are quite visible, right? Especially uh, the pride of the eye, uh, the, the sin of the eyes. Uh, I think that's pretty visible. We know, we all know people who uh, constantly talk about their, uh, their new cars or, uh, you know, having a new home or buying this new gadget, uh, or whatever, constantly um, talking about what they have and what they bought uh, and what they want, um, talking about the physical things all the time. Um, and comparing themselves to others by what they have, right? And always wanting to up their status by acquiring stuff, right? That they think by acquiring certain things, they will up their status. Now, let me be clear, it's impossible to be in the world and not have some physical things. I mean, it, even Jesus presumably did not walk around naked. So even if he only had a single uh, 
piece of clothes, he had something, right? Having physical stuff in this world is, 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 uh, just a fact of life. We're going to own something physical unless, again, we, we have no nothing. We walk around naked, uh, which interestingly enough, uh, that's how man was created to be, apparently, um, blissfully naked without any, uh, without any possessions whatsoever. Um, but having at least one possession in this world is pretty much par for the course. And most people have many possessions. I couldn't even begin to count my own possessions. Um, which are probably modest by some standards, right? Uh, but in the, you know, in, in the scheme of things, in the world, uh, if you take the whole world into account, I know I'm, I'm in the rich probably top 1%, uh, where most people are who live in the States or in the country where I live, for example, Japan, or most places in Europe, for example. Um, you can consider yourself rich on the, in the grand scheme of things, even though you are not rich in your own country. So, <coughs> physical, avoiding physical things completely is not practical. But the question is, and this is how Frank Viola puts it, do you have those things, or do they have you? And I think this is a really interesting way to look at it. I can, I can certainly uh, look back into my life and see instances where things have had me, right? Where, where I'm obsessed about getting uh, a specific thing and all I can think about is that one thing or, you know, spending too much time on Amazon looking at stuff and, and using your time and your money to acquire those things as opposed to doing other good things that you could be doing know that at that moment at least, at the very least, you are obsessed by that one thing. If that thing has you, uh, you don't have it. Uh, the same could be said about, you know, the um, taking care of those things, right? Uh, I can remember when we first built our house, uh, anytime a wall would get scratched or a little dirty or whatever, we kind of freak out. Like we we had our nice, beautiful, clean house, and we didn't like to see it get uh, any kind of damage in any way. And you kind of freak out about a new house because at that point, all of the energy and time that you've put into getting that house built and, and bought uh, and moved into, uh, that possession had you. It was controlling you to a large extent. And that's what a big mortgage does, right? That that thing has you, um, and uh, I have a mortgage myself, so I'm not not trying to, you know, put that out there. But you know, I think we've all 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 of us who have made large purchases in our life understand that there are moments in that process where that possession has us, right? Is controlling us, uh, has us in in its grasp. And I think there are choices we make that that can alleviate that uh, that hold on us. But uh, 
but the truth remains that we have all, most of us, have been possessed by our possessions um, at some time or another. And I think obsessed is the word we use for that most often. You're obsessed with your car, you're obsessed, uh, you know, with your CD collection, whatever it is. Obsession, uh, I think, is what what we would say tips the scale from having possessions to being had by our possessions. Um, so, to some extent, uh, you, you can't you, you you can't escape having material things, but you can escape being had by your material things, and I think that's where. Um, you will find uh, that you you have better spiritual vision. Uh, and the other things are the same way, really. Um, the, the sins of the flesh, uh, sex, food, uh, even looks, I suppose, right? Um, trying to look a certain way, people getting uh, surgeries to look a certain way, uh, other than health, right? Um, I think definitely speaks into this, right? When you're obsessed with your looks, uh, when you're obsessed with your diet, uh, when you're uh, when you're obsessed with food and, and delicious food and trying to find food, um, I think you'll find that those things have you uh, instead of you being to reasonably enjoy them. They, they have a hold on you in a way that's unhealthy and certainly spiritually unhealthy, which I think almost always uh, translates to physical unhealthiness. <coughs> and again, the third, the third sin, the pride of life. I need. Um, it's not. It's not quite coming to me exactly what that entails. Uh, so I'd like to be able to get back to you guys on that at some point. Maybe I'll do a separate separate podcast on each of the three of these because I'm finding that this subject is really uh, what is what I need right now. <clears throat> uh, just talking it out uh, feels therapeutic in a sense. Um, I can feel some of the weight lifting on, on that stuff. <clears throat> and just uh, personally... Um, one of the things that I know uh, has has crept up on me uh, that I didn't notice it happening little by little, and I still I, I still would define this thing as a good thing, but that can kind of become a a uh, a bad influence on me if I let it take over too much of my attention or time. And I think that's this cafe that that we have opened. It's been a lot more stress. And a lot more worry uh, than I than I had anticipated, uh, and of course I should have anticipated it, obviously. Um, but be that as may, I didn't, uh, and um, yeah, I need to find a way to not allow um, that to obsess me or to worry me too much, uh, to not allow it to have me, um, but to keep it in its proper place. Uh, and and it's 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 not that the cafe hasn't done some good. It has, um, 
but it does more good for other people and to keep it going uh, takes a lot of energy and thought uh, and planning and time and obviously money, right? Uh, and all of those things can be a source of worry for me if I'm not, if I'm not guarding myself against that. Um, and so that that is something that that has been a worry for me that definitely could be, and and has been at least a, a bit, a uh, an obstacle uh, to my to my living properly in the life of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then the other thing, uh, as a man, I, I don't like to talk about this so publicly, but there's so few people that listen to this, I'm not really worried about it, but I suffer from uh, sexual thoughts. I suffer from lust, I guess the word I'm looking for. Uh, I, I, I have no way to gauge how much other people deal with this problem uh, or, or how big of a problem it is. But again, it's another thing that uh, your, your desire for sexual fulfillment, I guess is the best way to put it, is, is a natural part of who you are. Um, and in its proper context, uh, actually helps fulfill uh, one of the uh, mandates that God gave humans, uh, which is to fill the earth, right? To procreate. This is the vehicle by which we do that. But the pleasure involved in that process has become the, um, the sought after part of it, right? Um, to, to, to feel that higher, that buzz, or, or whatever you want to call it, um, trying to use uh, more acceptable euphemisms for, for that, the feeling you get. Um, that in its proper context is, is good and natural uh, and a blessing. Uh, but outside of its proper context is destructive uh, and separates you uh, in your relationship with Christ. Now I want to make clear that none of these things are, I don't think any of these things are um, are sins that that keep you out of uh, living with Jesus uh, at the end of times. I don't think they're salvation issues. Okay? I'm talking, I'm talking mainly to believers today people who believe in Jesus and by and large try to put their faith in Jesus. Um, believe it or not, we all deal and will probably constantly deal with these things uh, like everyone else. It's not a, it's not, you know, dang it, I fell off the, the wagon again and now uh, I can't go to heaven. It's not like that. Um, and I think this is what, I'm not that far in the book yet, but I think this is what Viola is getting to. Is that when these sins are, are controlling your life, these three types of sins, or one of them, you are kept from 
from being a contributing member of the kingdom of God. You know, that's what we're talking about. <clears throat> the kingdom of God is now, and it's on this earth now. Uh, and, and we have a lot of good to do now, but, but when we are compromised uh, and drawn away and otherwise occupied by these other sins, we are unable to contribute to the kingdom. And that kingdom is what brings the same healing that we des we desire to the rest of the world. We, we are God's hands and feet uh, and mouth in the world. And if, if we can be properly aligned uh, and, and uh, be unfettered um, or, or unhindered by the sins uh, that we so often indulge in, then we can actually bring the same healing that we seek ourselves, right? We, we can be instruments to bring that healing today and now into the world. If we can just, but uh, but have better self-control, right? Uh, if we can have more faith in Christ, we can actually bring relief to the earth today. Um, it's not about salvation at some later date. It's about bringing salvation right now into the world, right? That that's 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 our mandate that Christ has given us. take the message that Jesus is with us always, even until the end, right? He's, he's with us, and that's, that's great news. And, and uh, when we are allowing the Holy Spirit to give us that self-control and to, to, to help us to be, dare I say it, better people, then, then we are able um, to work in the kingdom much more effectively uh, and bring healing and relief and comfort and joy uh, to the people in the earth. Uh, but what's happening in the States right now with the immigration problem, for example, uh, we've got a lot of Christians who are allowing uh, their tax dollars or, or whatever, allowing fear uh, the fear of the other to get in the way of of uh, allowing them to bring the kingdom to people who are really looking for it and needing it. Uh, even babies, you know, children who are being taken from their uh, parents, you know, this needs to stop. But but until we get in, our fears under control, and until we have a proper faith in Christ, those fears are going to dictate what we do. Right? Our fears and our phobias are another um, symptom that we have allowed the, the world to block our vision of the glorious Christ. Right? Uh, and I'm going to have to end this right here. Uh, and I'd like to, I think I'd like to go into more depth on, on these three sins. And of course, I need to do a little. Bit better study on them, but uh, yeah, kind of happy with this one. I think it might lead somewhere. Sorry for all the noise, the driving noise, and 
I know that's there all the time, but today's a little worse because it's kind of raining hard. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye bye.